Welcome to the end of religious Christianity. If you're truly born again, you've got the joy of the Lord inside of your spirit. You've got power inside of your spirit. My gift from God is to move you into your spirit, man, where God is, where you know all things, where things present and things to come are yours. Come with me into the kingdom of God. Hey guys, welcome back to Kingdom Dynamics Podcast. I'm Jonathan here in Melbourne. The kingdom is good news. The kingdom of God is good news. So even if I have a prophetic warning or a a declaration, he knows that you will receive him today. So I'm really excited today to bring you a message of, of the kingdom of God, of what belongs to you, of what is rightfully yours. But remember when Jesus tells us to beware of the yeast of the Pharisees, he's already explained to us that we need to be not religious. So if I tell you not to be religious, then it's the same as Jesus telling you not to be infected by the yeast or the teachings of the Pharisees. Now, Jesus makes it explicitly clear and it's easy to understand that the kingdom is a seed, the kingdom is a government, and that religion is the opposite of kingdom. Jesus warred with the religious people. And we war within ourselves, don't we? We we resist him because we become dull of hearing. Isaiah says that we become dull of hearing. Jesus said, don't be like that. In the book of Revelation, he says to the church that she is blind that she is pitiful and naked and blind. That's to his own church in Revelation. He also says to his church that she is lukewarm, neither hot nor cold. So Jesus He is expecting us to believe him. So when we are religious, we come to God with our own opinion. Surely it's pride that causes us not to change, that causes us not to submit, that causes us not to repent. I love what Kevin Zadai said. He said, God loves you so much that he'll let you go to hell. Because what he's saying is, He'll love you right into hell if you don't, you know, listen to him. He will leave the 99 to go after you, but he will not force you. He did not stop the rich young ruler from walking away. He did not tell Judas not to betray him. He let him do it. He didn't go to prison and try to argue and convince his cousin that he was the Messiah. 
So when we come to God with our religious systems, with our expectations, with our own understanding, we limit God. Even though he's unlimited, we limit God from being able to work in us. Remember, he could barely do any miracles in his own hometown because of their unbelief. Why did they have unbelief? They had a framework that was not true. You have a framework that's not true. They said, is this not the carpenter's son? Is this not Joseph's son? Did we not grow up with this man? They had a framework that said that Jesus was a man and that he was a carpenter. But the truth was he was God. He was the Messiah. But Jesus couldn't operate. They restricted his ability to operate because of their framework. So the rich young ruler chose not to obey Jesus. Judas chose to betray Jesus. And in Revelation chapter 2, Jesus says that he hates the work of the Nicolaitans. And the best study and research I can do confirms the pattern in the Bible where God hates mixture. He hates inaccurate scales. He hates a false witness. He hates lying tongues. In other words, he hates discrepancy. He hates it when you turn on the fresh water and salt water comes out. He hates it when you say yes, but you mean no. He hates it when you swear and curse and bless with the same mouth. He doesn't like mixture. Even in the Old Testament, he didn't like combining cotton and linen. He didn't like it. He didn't like sleeping and marrying into other races. We have to change. We don't call God an old man or fussy. We have to change our framework. And you are limiting God. I'm limiting God until I yield to his fire. You see, the Holy Spirit baptizes with fire. What that means is you will be tested. What that means is you will be exposed to see whether you are gold or whether you are a puff of smoke. So the best thing you can do is to run into the fire. The best thing you can do is to yield to the fire and to hand yourself in and say, God, I am undone. I repent. I'm not good enough. I don't know what to do. I need help. Remember, the Holy Spirit is our helper. The Holy Spirit wants to comfort you. He wants to teach you. He wants to help you. But if you're looking for your framework to be validated, then you will not grow. So, for example, if you're looking for a church to agree with you, you want your pastor to say what you already believe, where you won't be challenged. You want the statement of faith to be, what if God's not there? They may have the best children's program, the best worship, but this is what God hates. He hates the entertainment culture. He hates mixture. And 
it's he's not against any form of technology or dance. He's against mixture. So what's happening is God's given me a pattern from Hosea chapter 2. But there is a move in the churches of the soul realm where you are going to be entertained. You are going to be stimulated. Your convenience, the lights, the show, the action, the music, nothing's wrong with those things. But it's actually possible that God isn't there. Yes, when two or more gather together, he's there. But, you know, and the word of God is powerful. So even if they don't believe, you see, some preachers may be sleeping around and sinning. But if they're preaching the Bible, the, the, words, the words are still powerful. People got saved when Billy Graham preached because he preached scripture. And the word will not return void. So there are principles, but there's something greater than the principles, and it's the person, you know, and you might feel something in church, but it's not the presence of God. It's your emotions being manipulated. Can you sit and just be with Jesus and not need to talk and not need to hear his, his voice, but to know that he is in the room? Because you and I need to remember that we are the bride of Christ. And this is an amazing revelation today. And I want to thank God for his beautiful kindness and gentleness and mercy and grace. Please read chapter 2 of Hosea again. Say of your brothers, my people, and of your sisters, my loved one, rebuke your mother, rebuke her. For she is not my wife, and I am not her husband. This is what I feel God is saying to the church. That his wife is an adulterous woman. That his church has gone after other gods. Not necessarily as obvious as you might think, but in her heart she has walked away from him. Because she's no longer listening to his voice. And you've got to understand that Peter was clean because of the words that Jesus had spoken. Because remember when Jesus went to wash his feet and he said, no, Jesus said, you know, you're clean because of my words. Now, Judas was not clean, but he had been around Jesus. He had been in the church, so to speak, but he had not received the words, which goes back again to Isaiah and the dull of hearing Okay, So we can be in church and not part of the kingdom of God. This really helped me. And I don't care if you want to arrest me. I don't care. But I'm telling you the truth. You cannot enter the kingdom of heaven if you practice lawlessness. There will be no one there you will find yourself on the outside. Now, you can be both gay and Christian, but I'm sorry to tell you, and I'm not sorry, but the the kingdom of God and Christianity are separate. 
Christianity is a religion. Jesus never mentioned Christian. He never mentioned Christianity. The Christians were first called that in Antioch. But before that, they were called the way. And I'm telling you what the Bible says. You need to change your framework. I don't care what you think because you're wrong. But the Bible says that a Christian, in inverted commas, is somebody who is owned by God. So if you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, then you are owned by God. That's it. The only way you get the Holy Spirit is by being holy. And the only way you become holy is by surrendering your life to Jesus Christ through repentance and receiving the forgiveness that he's already given to everyone on earth. Everyone is forgiven. That is our job, to tell them that they are forgiven, that God is no longer holding man's sins against them. He said on the cross, Father, forgive them all. Forgive the Arabs, forgive the Jews, forgive Hitler, because they know not what they've done. So it was up to Hitler to receive. It's up to you to receive. Remember, the perfect picture is on the cross. Today, Jesus said to that man, you will be with me in paradise. He was a criminal, but he surrendered. He came under Christ and there was a man who went to hell that day. In fact, two men went to hell. Three men. One went to paradise. One went to hell and stayed there. The other one went to hell and took the keys and rose again and went to heaven and took us with him. Remember, we will be resurrected by the same Holy Spirit who resurrected Jesus. He will give life to our bodies. So when you go to church, are you looking to have your itching ears tickled? Are you looking to have them agree with you? Or are you willing to change? Are you willing to repent? Isaiah chapter 6, verse 10 says, Make the heart of this people caloused, which is when you sear something with a hot iron like a wound, and it's permanently scarred. Make their ears dull and eyes closed, otherwise they might see with their spiritual eyes and hear with their spiritual ears and understand with their spiritual heart and turn to me and be instantly and permanently healed. So that's the Jonathan version of the NIV. So I feel like being a bit cheeky and provoking you at the moment, but I won't. But I have something to say, but I won't say it here. (laughs) So, okay, fine. I wrote the book of Jonathan. It's not in the Bible, but it's in God's Bible. And I wrote it and it's my own book. And God just gave me the words and I wrote it. So that was fun. So I'm just saying, why don't you write your own book? What, what would you write if you were to write a letter to, to the church of Jesus Christ? What would you say? And would God include it in his Bible? Because he's got a book of Jonathan in his Bible. And I'm not talking about you know, my days that are written. I'm talking about I wrote 
a book (laughs) and it's in his Bible. And who knows, one day it might be in your Bible. But I don't need anything from God because I've already received him and he's received me. But, But I've written my own book, so I'm excited about that. And it's just a letter, one page, similar to Jude, you know, just the book of Jonathan. So anyway, coming back to this. So what is he saying today to you, church, to me? Repent. (laughs) His message hasn't changed. His message hasn't changed. So let's burn through this really quickly. In James chapter 4 and verse 5, it says, Does the scripture mean nothing to you that says that the Spirit of God that he breathed into our hearts is a jealous lover who intensely desires to have more and more of us? So God is jealous for us. Ephesians chapter 5, I'm building something here, you guys. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is head of the church. So there's a pattern here, guys. What if your wife doesn't listen to you, husbands? What What can he do to help you? He can't help you. You're on the outside of him. So Jesus says that we are to submit to him. But remember that we are washed clean by the words of our husband. So there are wives out there who have their own framework. They're like the unbelieving city that Jesus came from. They don't want to listen to their husband. They've made up their own mind to their own detriment. They should be like Sarah who called their husband Lord. But that was for her own good. She was smart. She was clever because by submitting to her husband, how do we overcome the devil? We submit to God and the devil flees. So she knew, Sarah knew that she was the most provided for, the most covered, the most protected, the most blessed as she submitted to her husband. And it's the same with the church. We need to submit to Jesus. We need to come under him. I'm speaking spiritually, but we need to enter into him. It's in the secret place. It's under the shadow of his wings. So what happens if the church isn't listening to Jesus? Then she's unprotected. And I'm telling you the truth. That's what's happening in Hosea chapter 2. And that's the pattern for what's happening in the earth today. He said of his wife, she is not my wife and I'm not her husband. Let her remove the adulterous look from her face. So for me, that's the church is looking at other men. She's looking at convenience. She's looking at entertainment. There's mixture in the church. She's looking at the world and at, and at the soul life. And at the moment, through this whole international shaking that's going on now, it's great because Jesus is fulfilling this chapter. He's actually putting her out so that she returns back to him. So God, um, this is the good news, but this is coming momentarily. The church is going to wake up to herself. Because like the prodigal son who came to himself, you see, the church doesn't have possession of herself. She's lost. She's outside. But when she comes back, she will return to her first love like the prodigal son who came to his senses. In other words, he didn't know that he had himself. He didn't know that he could take himself back. 
until he was outside. So this isn't about going to heaven or hell. I believe that, you know, all who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. You know, we need to work out our salvation with fear and trembling and all that. But I believe that the church is going to come to her senses. She's going to wake up to herself and return to her lover right now. And she is going to be perfected. We are going to come into him and under his covering and into him and into the fire. The fire is the plan of God and the way, the purpose of removing our wrinkles. We're a bit ugly at the moment. Imagine we're beautiful, but imagine the prodigal son when he came home, he would have been diseased, he would have been smelly, he would have been dirty, but his father put a robe on him and washed him, right? So we are going to go into the fire if we will return, and the fire will remove the dirt. It will remove all the impurities, and even if there's barely a skerrick of you left, you will be so happy just to be in your father's house. Verse 3 of Hosea chapter 2, Otherwise I will strip her naked. Now this has happened through coronavirus. And make her as bare as on the day she was born. I will make her like a desert and turn her into a parched land. So many churches are, are, you know, struggling at the moment. To slay her with thirst. I will not show my love to her children because they are children of adultery. So those are those ministries that God never birthed. Those are those businesses that God never ordained. Those are the children, the the ideas, the offspring, the programs that we did in our own lust for power and control and to be separate from our master. But he is not going to tolerate that anymore. Their mother has been unfaithful and she has conceived them in disgrace. So those are the ideas, the businesses, the churches, the ministries that were not of him. Where we went after our own lovers who give me my food, it says, and my water, my wool and my linen. So we've seen finances dry up in certain areas. Therefore, I will block her path with thorn bushes, thank God. I will wall her in so that she cannot find her way. So that's what's happening and that's already happened. And I've, if you go back before coronavirus, guys, and listen to my earlier podcast, it's all there. I said I predicted all of this in the past. So God has been preparing. I was talking about the shaking, and, and that's all happened. So this is all part of God's plan. So sorry, it's not about me, but it's about this is God's plan to shake the church and the world. She has not acknowledged that I was the one who gave her the grain. Okay. Anyway, let's go back. Let's go back to the end. Beautiful part. Verse 16. In that day, declares the Lord, you will call me my husband. You will no longer call me my master. I will remove the names of the Baals from her lips. No longer will their names be invoked. In that day, I will make a covenant for them with the beasts of the field, the birds of the sky, and the creatures that move along the ground. Bow and sword and battle I will abolish from the land. I will betroth you to me forever. Anyway, so it's going to be great. We are going to return to our first love. And he is calling us back. So we are going to be, and you can be there right now in a moment. 
Decide to yield to God. Decide to follow him no matter where that leads you. Throw your own book of understanding away. It says that in Proverbs chapter 3. Lean not on your own understanding. It doesn't mean that you're going to be led astray by every sound of doctrine. No, you have the Holy Spirit inside of you. You're not afraid of being, you know, deceived because you have the Holy Spirit in you and he guides you into all truth. So why would you be afraid if you were submitted to him? The only reason you're afraid is because you're not submitted to him. Because perfect love drives out fear. You know his voice. You're not going to be deceived because you know his voice. Yeah? So if it's God, then it's God. If you, if you don't know God's voice, then you're already lost. Okay? So so make Jesus, your priority, surrender to him. Go wherever he's going. Do whatever he's doing. Say whatever he's saying. And you will fulfill all of the law and all of the prophets because you are living in and by the Spirit. But it requires that we let go of ourselves. We need to allow him to lower us into the river of fire that flows from the throne of God. The Holy Spirit baptizes us with fire. So Lord, let us pray. Lord Jesus, we just want to thank you that you are our our master, our brother, our friend. But today we come to you as our lover. We come to you as our husband. We surrender to you, Jesus. We want what you want. Forgive us, we We come to ourselves today, we wake up today and we want to receive your word, even if it's hard to hear, even if it's not what we thought we wanted to hear, we surrender today. Fill us now, Holy Spirit. Baptize us in your fire and in your love. Make us hot, God. We don't want to be lukewarm and we don't want to be cold. Make us hot in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, guys. You've been listening to Kingdom Dynamics Podcast. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe to the podcast using your preferred podcast catcher. You can subscribe to this podcast on YouTube, on Spotify, on Google Play Podcasts and everywhere good podcasts and bad podcasts for that matter are found. Love you guys. Thanks so much for listening. See you soon.